Well, greetings. This is J.R. Dickey. I hope you're having a great day. But if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today I'm going to offer some words of encouragement for those of you who have just experienced or perhaps are going through a time of significant loss. Wandering through the phenomenal collection of art in the Louvre Museum in Paris, you can get an odd sense of awe with futility. This former residence of Napoleon is just so packed full of mankind's creative treasures, it just numbs the mind. Crowds gather around the Mona Lisa, while the rooms of Renaissance sculptures are virtually empty. There are definitely popular favorites. You know, after several hours, I discovered mine. It grabbed me instantly, and I had to sit down in a kind of a surrender to its message. Let me take you to a story in John chapter 20 to explain. To say it was salting the wound would be a gross understatement. The only person who had truly loved her, one who had freed her from slavery to sin and evil spirits, the one she called Lord and who held her heart, the rulers had mocked, tortured, and sadistically killed him. And now this. She'd come to the tomb early, Stumbling her way through the dark garden, she found it open. The stone covering rolled back. Open? Why? Her heart cried out, along with her lips. Why? Searching for reasons in a storm of confusion and ever-deepening heartbreak, she grasped at an answer. They've taken the body. She ran to where she found Peter, still sulking, and John, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and she began. Hearing this, Peter jumped to his feet and ran out, confused, angry, grieving. Oh, no, why? His heart lamented. And we don't know where they've laid him, she finished. At that, John broke out of his own dismay and bounded after Peter. He caught up and passed him by, reaching the tomb first. Why? His heart searched along with his eyes as he stooped and looked in, seeing just the strips of linen left behind. Peter ambled past, breathing heavily, and entered the cave. Like his fellow disciple, he beheld the linen wrappings and a neatly folded face cloth. Then John ventured in. For some reason, he saw, and something clicked inwardly. He believed. But Mary remained outside. After the two men had left, she continued weeping, now convinced that she would never see her beloved again. She looked inside. A bit surprised, she beheld two men dressed in white, sitting at either end of the now empty grave clothes. Dear woman, why are you weeping? they asked. She explained what seemed to be obvious, because they've taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they've laid him. How did it happen? Questions were the last thing her heart could deal with now. She turned away with one more, oh, why, echoing within her heart. Just then another gentle voice said, Dear woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Inexplicably, this voice seemed to unlock a watershed of heartbroken love. This man was the gardener, she thought. She would, he would know. Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. 
A breathless moment passed. Then came a familiar voice, and along with it, the scent of refreshing rain, wild roses, and joy. Mary, he spoke softly, and her heart just exploded. In dark and lonely times, a broken heart searches for answers. Even our Lord Jesus on the cross cried out a, Why? So it's easy for me to imagine the disciples of Christ doing the same thing. But but God doesn't give us the answers we think we need. Not on our terms or timelines, it seems. Oh, he answers our prayers. But if you spend some time in the Gospels, you quickly conclude that Jesus wasn't trying to be anyone's answer man. Not in the way his critics or insincere public desired. You see, God knows what our hearts and souls truly crave is rightness. But answers to the whys or wherefores cannot bring redemption, restoration, resurrection, rightness. At these times, what we need comes not from an intellectual or emotional explanation, no matter how profound, but from our souls being wrapped in his loving heart. For all things are or will be made right in him. He himself is the answer. It's not just a play on words, but rather the most awesome truth. When Mary wanted simply to find the body of Jesus, her heart, engulfed in sorrow, was searching for an answer to the wrong question. She, in her mind, saw her Savior as in the painting before which I sat there in the Louvre. Jesus, there in the painting, is dead on a slab. But while whys and wherefores within her earnestly desired answers, they were born out of false assumptions. There was Jesus just behind her, and it only took one word from him to make everything right, righter than right, better than right, exceedingly abundantly better than what she could imagine as right. In fact, it was already right. His words simply revealed it to her. And we are in the same boat with Mary, or rather the disciples, if I can say that, bailing the same water, so to speak. Remember that story? Wondering if our God really cares. However, if he gave us just the answers to our whys, it would only be like handing us another bailing bucket. You remember this story. Jesus told his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And while he was asleep on a pillow, in the stern of the boat, a sudden storm that filled it with water came up. But with a single command, the raging storm was stilled. And we are in the same room with Jairus. Remember that story in Luke chapter 8? This little daughter, his mind first filled with hopes of prevention, is now muddied by fear of his little girl's death. Jesus didn't just have an explanation, but rather with a single command. Little girl, arise. Resurrection. Now, sorrows will come, if they haven't already, for we are living in very treacherous days. As a result, many people are asking these same questions, or will be, 
and those who are dealing with tragedy will not generally be lifted up by some well-meaning teacher's ten-point lesson on God's righteous judgments, his sovereignty, his mercy, etc. But what hurting people need most is Christ himself. Not just theological answers to the whys or wherefores, but an honest, intimate connection to the one who but speaks the word and makes it right, or reveals that it is already right. As the birth pangs of these last days get more intense, we must know how to answer, yes, that's true, but even more so, we must be those who display Christ, his love and compassion. We must lead his children to him, guide them into his arms. There, held close to his heart, the clay of our souls is fashioned in trust. It's a tender place for he who came to heal the brokenhearted died with a broken heart himself, and he rose again. So the tragedy wasn't the end, but the doorway into unexpected joy. Likewise, your hardship, your tragedy, as difficult as it is, is not the end of joy, the end of love. In Christ, and only in Christ, it will one day soon be understood with a completely new perspective, a resurrection perspective. Looking then at that painting, it hit me. He's not there in that grave, in that condition, even though everyone who knew and loved him thought he was. He was in that grave. He probably looked much like that. His death was real. The pain was real. The sorrow real. The anguish real. But early on the third day, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, conquered sin and death and brought in the real reality, resurrection and eternal life in an indescribably wonderful place. Mary, the disciples on the lake, Jairus and his family, all discovered what we need to realize and hold on to. Jesus ends the whys and wherefores of our burdened hearts, not with explanations, so much as with loving, perfect restoration, making all things right, maybe not here, but absolutely in heaven, a real place, a steadfast promise, a rock-solid guarantee for those who trust in Christ. Meanwhile, let's look eagerly toward heaven and live in genuine expectation. Now, may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm and faith to trust Him. Look for our next podcast or sign up for our feed, and may you realize more of His grace today.